Welcome to the Almost 30 Podcast. I'm Lindsay. And I'm Krista. And we're your hosts, guides, and friends on this path. Almost 30 is not about your age. It's about the feeling. All of us are almost something, seeking community and resources to support the rumblings of transformation within us. Our conversations are deep dives, shepherded by our insatiable curiosity and desire for connection, enduring inspiration, and a sense of levity that we can all benefit from. We're looking to find the magic in the human experience. Buckle up, baby. Your evolution is waiting. Hello and welcome to Almost 30 Podcast. I'm so glad you're here. If you've been with me for a while, if you've been rocking with Almost 30 for years now, you know me. It's your girl, Krista. I've been with you for a lot of years, actually, since 2016. So Lindsay and I, my best friend and co-host, we started Almost 30 in 2016 when podcasts were not that cool. And we built the business from the ground up. We were working full-time jobs. It was long and grueling, but it's all worth it. And I'm so grateful. I feel so lucky that I can come to you every single week through your ears to share what's percolating in my life, to share my teachings, to share what I'm learning, to share what I'm experiencing, and also to connect. I really, really am grateful to be a part of your life. And I love what we do here at Almost 30. We are not a podcast for people that are just almost 30. Lindsay and I are both over the hill. We are over 30. And we like to talk about conversations related to self-development, healing, wellness, psychology. And we have courses and programs. We have my signature life edit program, which is to bring conscious awareness to all areas of your life. We have sacredness of being single program. We have our membership, which is such a beautiful opportunity to connect with like-hearted people to go deeper on the topics that we discuss on the show and to really just explore things like astrology, human design, manifestation, nature, spirituality. It's the place that I wish I would have had during my sudden return and during my awakening. So we created it. It's super special. All of that is available at almost30.com. And this episode, I feel like right now I am feeling moved by the Holy Spirit, let me tell you. And this is a solo episode that I really wanted to bring through after doing a community call with our members. So we do solo episodes on the podcast. So I will dive deep on something. Lindsay will dive deep on something. And then we also have our amazing interviews with amazing guests. But my solo episodes, I really like to bring through teachings and just things that I'm really noodling on or processing. And this was something that feels super relevant and pertinent And something I'm super jazzed by, I just got off a membership call and normally I should probably be taking the day off. It's a Saturday. But I was like, I feel so much energy around this. I feel like my body is alive after doing so much somatic work together around the concept of pleasure. And pleasure being a way for us as humans and especially for empaths and people that are highly intuitive and sensitive and in touch and are very feminine, to bring awareness to this sensory sensitivity, to awareness to pleasure, to attune to pleasure, to use it as a method and way to be more in touch with our bodies, to be more in touch with what we want, to be more present, and to create a life that we love, to create a life that feels more balanced, that feels more nourishing, that feels like the beautiful experiences and ways that we feel when we have pleasure. And firstly, we cannot have a conversation about pleasure as prayer if we do not talk about what comes up for us when we hear the word pleasure. 
even when I say it that way, what do you guys think? If I'm like, mm, pleasure, gotta laugh. As someone that grew up in a conservative Catholic upbringing, I grew up in a small town in Ohio. And when I hear the word pleasure, I hear shame, bad, always related to sex, and something that should be like done behind closed doors. So my connection to pleasure and the way that I see pleasure is in sort of a negative way. And I'm curious what comes up for you. This is an invitation for you to be in your own discovery about what comes up when you think about the word pleasure and, and sort of how you see the word pleasure. But for me, it was, it was a negative thing. And it was a way to see sex as dirty. It was a way to see the experience of pleasure as dirty. But if we stick with the word about pleasure, even not related to sex, me thinking that it's a dirty, bad thing. And I was recently on a beautiful trip in Europe and I was with a dear friend who is a sex and intimacy coach. She works with people in this space very deeply and intimately, obviously. And I'm working with her one-on-one, -on -one, which is really, really beautiful. And I was able to witness her in the experience of being in Europe, which is in itself, baby, pleasure. Be in the experience of pleasure in so many different ways without having it be sexual or related to a pleasure practice. And so this is the slow lingering experience of nourishing your body and being with your meal, being with a beautiful wine as it's, you know, opening in the glass as the flavors are sort of changing, the textures are changing. This is the experience of feeling like a really nice fabric on your body. This is an experience of feeling the sun on your skin, the earth underneath you, someone touching your arm, of making deep, intimate eye contact. This is the experience of the senses. And so when I now think about pleasure, I focus on the experience of the senses. And if we were to bring in heart's work through internal family systems, which is a method of study that I really love, what I like to think about is being with both parts of me and how they see pleasure. So when I talked about earlier, there's a part of me that sees pleasure as bad, as gross, as dirty. That is a part of me. And then there's also a part of me that sees pleasure as really beautiful, as really feminine, as really present, as like the lingering sensation. And how can I really love, honor, and accept both parts? So how can I acknowledge the part of me that sees it as bad, as shameful, maybe journal on that, maybe explore that, maybe get to know that part, see what that part has to say. And then how can I also be with the part of me that's like, yo, pleasure is something that I have a divine right to. Pleasure is something that I should always have access to. Pleasure is my birthright. Pleasure is this really beautiful act of receiving. Pleasure is my natural state in the feminine. Pleasure is the connection with the senses, the earth, everything around you, and a very personal experience. You know, we experience pleasure on our own. And when I explore the part of me that knows that pleasure is something that I have as my divine birthright and something that I want to get more into and that I want to tap more into, I can then go down the journey of the exploration of 
pleasure as it's related to the feminine and the act of receiving. And there's so many women in our community. This is a conversation we talk about often in the membership or I often have in the DMs where people are wanting to be more in the feminine, wanting to experience life more from the feminine place. And pleasure is such an important aspect of that. So if we think about the masculine and the feminine, the feminine being pleasure, the feminine being receiving, the feminine being attunement to the body and attunement to the senses and attunement to the intuition and the masculine being more in the mind, more in the structure. There is such a focus and a reward that we have by being in the masculine in our culture, in our capitalistic society, in the way that we're operating as a culture. And we are rewarded by, with through money, through achievement, through all of the things that happen in the mind. And for the people that want to experience more of the feminine experience, that want to experience more pleasure, pleasure can be an access point to being more in the feminine. I think pleasure is the access point to being more in the feminine because it hits all of the notes. It is the senses. It is sensory. It is intuitive. It is sexual. There is that sexual component. It is unseen in a lot of ways. I love, you know, that unseen element and there's shadowy aspects to it. So the feminine is also the darkness. There is that dark part of the feminine. You know, the feminine is the moon. It is out at night. It is the subconscious. It is the unseen. And so if we use pleasure as an access point to getting more in our feminine, into that juiciness, into our bodies, into our lives, and really using it to flirt with life, using my pleasure practice of not just sexual with my own pleasure, but the pleasure practice of life to flirt with life. And when people ask me, they're like, girl, are you dating? What's going on with your dating life? Because your girl is newly single. I say I'm flirting with life, honey. I am flirting with life. And that's all they need to know. Because y'all want tea all the time. That's a whole nother podcast. Everyone wants the tea. But I just say I'm flirting with life because that really is my desire to be so present and in touch that I can actually just be in my body and in the movement of life. And a lot of my work in the past, you know, couple years has been more moving into my feminine and moving more into my body. And for me, that's not always so much me thinking about with my mind, I need to be more in my feminine. I need to be more in what I understand as the feminine. And it is bad that I'm in the masculine. It's not for me about that because I don't want to say the masculine is bad. It's bad that I'm in the masculine. The masculine is all of these things because that's not really, when we're talking about the masculine that feels uncomfortable, it's not, the issue is the lack of balance and the issue is the way that we have distorted the masculine in a lot of ways. So my goal when I'm seeking to be more in my feminine is really to be more in touch with my body, to be more attuned to my intuition, to be more attuned to my senses, and to really tap in and leverage my sensitivities and my empathic gifts in a way that can support me instead of be harmful to me. So for anyone that's listening that's highly sensitive, that's an empath, that feels a lot, that feels that deep connection to the unseen world, I'm someone that identifies as an empath, someone that's very sensitive, and I have been my whole life. I've done a lot of podcasts on empath work. If you want to listen to those, you can search Empath Almost 30. 
And a lot of my work was really reclaiming that word because I actually saw that word as shameful. I actually saw empath as disempowered, as like kind of annoying. Like I was like, oh God, you're just complaining all the time about being sensitive. But then I realized how I was actually unconsciously caught up in my sensitivities and it was running my life without me being aware of it. So now working with my sensitivities in a way that can actually be really beautiful and powerful, where my sensitivities and my attunement and my awareness and my ability to tap into the sensory experience is now my gift. So that means that I am more intuitive. I am more in tuned. I am more compassionate. I'm able to hold space without being absorbed. I'm able to recognize what's mine and what someone else's. I'm able to actually be more present than ever before. Because before I was being run by my subconscious, I was being run by experiences that I wasn't aware of. And now I can be consciously aware of the experience that my body is having, experience that my mind is interpreting it as. And then I can move in a way that is sovereign, in a way that is honoring to the person that I am. Because as sensitive people, as sensitive beings, as empaths, you are very impacted by sensory overwhelm. Lights are hard for you. When I worked in the corporate world, the fluorescent lights were honestly make me like when I think about it, I want to shrivel. I think about the shriveling flower or like a shriveling lizard. They just killed me. And then it's the smells, you know, if you live in a city, the sights, you know, if something is really bright, if something is really overwhelming, if something is really grotesque. The sensory experience of someone that's highly sensitive because the electromagnetic field, you have much more access to interpretation and understanding of the electromagnetic field around you can be very overwhelming. So sensitive people, empaths, get very much overwhelmed by sensory experiences. So how can we turn that sensory overwhelm and the awareness of the sensory overwhelm into something that's really beautiful? I am juggling quite a bit lately. I have a new baby, um, six months in, and uh, we are finishing our book and running a business and a marriage and a house. And um, it's just a lot, but everything is all good and just my dream, but it's a lot. But I have found that if my health routine is on point, then everything runs smoothly. And one huge piece of that routine is my supplementation. And Symbiotica has just always been a constant in my routine. Uh, If you haven't heard of Symbiotica, they're a health and wellness company that does everything with intention. I mean that from the bottom of my heart. Like I know them. (laughs) Shervine has been on the podcast many times. I just have seen how passionate, how incredibly intelligent, how dedicated he is to creating products um, that are clean, plant-based, without toxic or harmful chemicals, which we need more of that in the world. Um, So let me just run you through what I'm taking. Um, I take the vitamin D3 K2. It's the liposomal form. I just squirt 12 little pumps in my mouth every single morning. I also take their B12. Um, I'm also obsessed with the liposomal vitamin C. I have these little packets whether it's winter or whatever season, it's obviously great for immunity, but it also um, is amazing because it has biotin, one of nature's most beautifying ingredients. Uh, So I've seen an improvement in my skin, hair, and nail growth as well. 
I do have mom brain, um, but I'm doing my best to just support my brain health in any way. So for brain health, focus, and memory, I really love taking their liposomal magnesium L-threonate. Um, it's an innovative form of magnesium that is able to cross the blood-brain barrier. It supports brain health, mood, immune system function, and overall well-being. It's incredible and tastes amazing. It's like this yummy vanilla cream flavor. That's the thing with uh, Symbiotica products. They taste unbelievable. So it really makes taking all of these supplements so easy, so yummy. And I actually look forward to it. So if you want to give Symbiotica a try, there is no better time right now is the time. Symbiotica.com, C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A. Use our code almost 30, 20% off site wide. So major. And then when you bundle and subscribe, which I highly recommend because you never want to run out of anything, uh, you're going to get an extra discount. So just do it up. Symbiotica.com and use the code almost 30 for 20% off site wide. Okay. I need to introduce you to a revolutionary new app. Um, Superhuman. I have been doing these superhuman activations every single morning for the last three weeks. Let me just tell you, I kind of fell off of my game after I had the baby. Most of my time and energy was going to him still is, but I have been able to carve out time in the morning before I get into the swing with him. And I've been doing these activations. I do a lot of the shorter ones because I don't have a ton of time, but let me just say, this is new. Like this is a new type of audio that, um, are super energizing and really specifically designed to transform you into your future self. So I know a lot of us want to manifest things. I know a lot of us are thinking about planning for the future. Um, but a lot of us feel stuck. And so I've just felt like this has unstuck me in just the most beautiful way. So I've been doing a lot of their pep talks. I've been doing some of their writing activations. Uh, this morning I did the three morning questions. It was a seven minute, really vibey writing activation that I love. So I had my journal out. Um, yesterday I did a pep talk, uh, about tackling procrastination. There's a part of me that procrastinates quite a bit. So I'm just I love this. I love this. There's going to be an activation for you for this moment, for this day. Uh, it's incredibly supportive. So we actually interviewed Mimi Bouchard, the founder, not too long ago. Check out that interview. Uh, and we have a sample of one of the activations on our feed. So you can check that out as well. It's way easier to implement into your routine and far more effective than any other audio app out there. I've just noticed that I'm doing it much more consistently. So please don't miss out on this crazy deal. They rarely do discounts. On top of the 14-day free trial, get over 60% off your subscription for a limited time only at activation.com slash almost 30. Literally, there is no risk. If you change your mind and forget to cancel after the trial, you're covered by their money back guarantee. The offer is only available through their website, not on the app store. So that's activations.com slash almost 30 for 60% off. It expires soon. And when we bring awareness to our sensory sensitivity, maybe we have, you know, maybe our, our body is this beautiful attuned instrument that we feel. I have dear friends that are so in touch with their bodies and so in tuned with their bodies. So whenever we're talking about something, they'll be like, oh, that feels really good in my body. Like I actually feel really good in my womb space when you talk about that. And I actually feel like a softening in my shoulders when you talk about that. 
And it's helped me to use my body as this attuning vessel, as this very present being, my very present friend, my very present extension of me, this like energetic antenna. And it is the most feminine thing to, you know, kind of be presented with an offering, you know, hey, do you want to do this project? Do you want to work on this thing? And then to take a moment to be present with the body, to be present with the womb, to be present with that seed of creation, you know, the womb as the seed of creation and think, is this something that I want to do? Wait for the reply, wait for the intuitive hit, wait for the intuitive guidance, and then to move forward in a way that feels healthy, in a way that feels connected, in a way that feels in touch with ourselves, our body, our womb of creation, that sacral. And oftentimes when we're moving from that space, we are so connected to what's true. We are connected to the earth. We are connected to others. Because if we're pausing, taking a second, connecting in with the body, connecting in with the womb, it's not very likely that we are going to take action, make a move, make a decision, do something that will harm us, harm the earth, and harm one another. And that's just facts. That is just that is straight facts, if we think about it. And for this practice, for all of you listening, we can even think about the exercise. And we did this exercise in the membership, which I really loved, where we can think about the experience of our body if we were to connect with our body in this moment. Not sure what you're doing. I know that you're listening, sitting up straight on your couch, and you're staring at a wall, and you're just ready for me to give you an activity. So let's do it. We don't need to go into that, but we can think about for a moment, what it feels like in our body to be in traffic on our way to a meeting with our boss who maybe has a review for us that we are nervous about. We can feel the feeling in our body when a friend texts us and says, hey, we need to talk. We can feel the feeling in our body when we're in a beautiful crystal lake my body just relaxed right then. When we are held by the earth and we are lounging in the sun, when we are laying in our lover's arms, our body is responding to the sensory experiences that we're having, whether we're conscious of it or not. And that has been my practice to be in touch with the experience that I'm having sent from a sensory perspective and then what my body is doing. So an example, I was walking on this European trip and we were walking on the street and we walked past this like construction zone and there was really loud music. They were like with a jackhammer and it was super loud and crazy. And we walked past it and I noticed when I caught, touched in with my body, when I connected with my body, I noticed I was leaning the other way and I was kind of moving my body in and I was hunched over and I was tight because obviously it's very loud. It's very you know, congested, you're kind of scared something's going to fly at you. I don't know if that was in like a Final Destination movie or something, but you're always like scared that like a rock is going to fly and hit you. And so I noticed my body. I'm like, oh, my body is reacting as it should to this thing. How can I relax after I move from that environment, get back in, get in tune and feel back into my body? And I also noticed we were out getting drinks and, you know, doing our thing. And I noticed that when sometimes when men would come up to the group, I would freeze and I would just like tighten up. And I'm like, ooh, 
me being conscious and sovereign and able to say no and able to move or able to leave or able to, you know, do my thing as like a full-blown adult, how can I really work with that feeling and get back to being comfortable and sovereign in my body? Because what's happening is that my brain is running an old program of not feeling safe in my body around a man that approaches. And so an act for me is, ooh, softening because I have the sovereignty now and I have the awareness that that experience is not going to happen because I'm in control of how we interact and engage. So being sensitive to the body, being in touch with the body and really shifting to use the body as this really beautiful electromagnetic antenna. And we can also think about the experience. And I think, you know, as a collective and as a group, we can think about this as we listen. What is the experience in our body when we're around someone that we love? A friend that's super nourishing and loving and kind and open and makes us feel really good. Feels really good in our body. Feels really good for our energy. Feels really nice. Feels fluid. Feels all the things. And we can have, you know, the opposite experience with someone that doesn't feel good for us. So if we're thinking about pleasure and the sensory experience, if we shift our intention to tune into the colors of things, whenever I'm in nature and whenever I'm looking at a tree or a flower or, you know, anything that's like so beautiful, the Buddha says, if we could see the miracle of a single flower clearly, our whole life would change. If we could see the miracle of a single flower clearly, our whole life would change. When we tune into the bright pink of a flower or the purple or the yellow or the oranges or like a beautiful fabric or a peacock or our cats, you know, I'm always going to bring it back to cats, or someone's skin, whatever it is, when we tune into the colors, we can just have this really beautiful, almost psychedelic experience sometimes. When we tune into scents, how beautiful our someone we love, how much, how beautiful they smell, how beautiful a meal smells, how beautiful birds sound. There's research that birds chirping actually has proven to make people happy for up to eight hours. And the chirping of birds is almost more effective than 432 hertz. So you can listen to birds chirping every morning and you will be much happier. Our friend Mel Robbins has shared that on her podcast before, which I really, really loved that research. So sounds, the impact of music when you're highly sensitive or an empath is incredible. I mean, you can just, you know, leave your body almost. So the sensitivity to sounds and finding pleasure in like sounds, how beautiful it is to hear music or the symphony or Christian rock or rap or whatever it is that you really love. And then tastes. I think when we think about pleasure, we can oftentimes think about taste and how impactful taste can be for pleasure because it's in the mouth and it can sometimes be like seen as sexual. But there is such a pleasurable experience of eating really good food. And what I love about this is that when we think about pleasure in food and the senses, it's not overeating. It's not eating without awareness. It's not binging. It's not unconscious eating. It's not eating food that we know is going to make us feel bad. It's actually the most present conscious experience of eating possible because we are so aware of the taste of the food that we want to be with it. There's the belief that if you really love food, 
that you're going to, you know, some people who overeat, this was probably me at some point, could be me now, who knows, but have this, you know, I, I really love food. That's why I overeat. I fucking love food and I have overeaten in my life. And there's also the thought that if I really love something, I'm going to savor it and be present with it and enjoy it and slow down. And oftentimes it's like, it's not because we love it. It's because we want to check out. It's because we love the numbing effect it has for us. It's because we love how it supports us in a dopamine hit, but then mixed with cortisol, which is giving us a reward plus a stress. And that's where we get really addicted to it. So it's the reward plus stress in our body, the dopamine and cortisol that food can have that can really just not be supportive of living a life that we want. So when we come back to using our senses, using our body as this instrument to be in connection with our body, and when we really bring awareness and intention and calling in pleasure, we can set the mood for a really beautiful reality that's like so deeply rich and feminine and loving and magnetic and a right for all of us and deserved for all of us. And when we think about the difference between pleasure and happiness, pleasure is something that we feel with our body and it's something that can be felt alone. And we can feel pleasure through self-pleasure. We can feel pleasure with food, with being in nature, the senses, all of those things that I mentioned. And happiness is so often in the head. So happiness is like our neck up. I feel happy. We usually feel happy when we're in connection, in community. It is more so just having dopamine on its own when we feel happy. And then pleasure is more of the serotonin. So how are we really thinking about happiness as something that we chase oftentimes, something that is fleeting, something that we know we seek, but we know that we cannot have all the time. And then happiness is also oftentimes in our mind seen as something that we do the if-then type of thought. If I get the promotion, I will be happy. If I get the partner, I will be happy. If I lose the weight, I will be happy. If I achieve this in my business, I will be happy. If I get 60 figs in my bio on Instagram, I'll be happy. All of the things. Happiness can be related to things in the future, things that we're not experiencing in the moment, things that we're putting off because it is in the mind, because it's something that we create with the mind. It can also be lost and confused with the ego. Oh, y'all, I am wearing my shorts and my skirts and my dresses and my legs are out and I'm just so excited about it because I have my Osea Andaria Algae Body Oil and it is keeping me glowing. <laughs> it's making my legs and my arms look just so fresh, so alive, to be honest, and so young. Um, I love this product. It is from Osea Malibu. They just know what they're doing over there. They've been doing it for over 28 years. Skincare is their jam. It's clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and is clinically proven, okay? It's infused with seaweed, which is the star of the show here, and I just love the products. They really work. So the body oil is so rich, but it's never greasy, 
Okay. And it's clinically proven to improve skin elasticity immediately. It's visibly firming your skin and makes the skin feel more sculpted and toned, which we love. It's so amazing. Overnight, you can do this during the day or overnight. I do it overnight, but I love the Andaria Algae Body Butter because I would just wake up so insanely moisturized. It's indulgent and it's really great for crepey skin. I'll put it on my knees and my elbows and anywhere that's like kind of dry. It's clinically proven to hydrate for 72 hours. It just transforms the skin. You're going to be obsessed. And then finally, the anti aging body balm. Yo. I mean, hello, silky lotion serum. It just melts into my skin. I feel like it lifts and tightens and tones all over. I'm obsessed. Perfect for summer, baby. So glow from the inside out with clean vegan skin and body care from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code A30POD at oseamalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order. They're so good about that. And free shipping on orders over $60. Head to oseamalibu.com and use the code A30POD, A30POD for 10% off. Okay. Small daily actions. Ah, They just make a big difference. And I just cannot emphasize this enough. It creates this cascade effect and honestly a snowball effect. (laughs) So one begets the next really great positive small action, but it almost has like a bigger impact as the day, as the week goes on. Um, And I'm just someone who very much believes in this, whether you're like smiling at a stranger or maybe you wake up a little bit earlier to practice your meditation or maybe read part of the book that you're loving. Uh, or maybe you integrate a healthy habit, like taking a probiotic, which is something that I've been doing for a few years now. I've been taking seeds DSO one daily symbiotic and I love it. And I've just noticed that this is the catalyst at the beginning of the day for a ton of healthy choices that I make. Um, and I've noticed a difference when I don't take it. Um, I forgot on vacation a few months ago and I noticed a difference. I was bloated. I wasn't as regular. I started to get a little breakout on my chin. Things were just going haywire. Um, so I'm just so thankful for seed. If you are someone who wants to support your gut or your skin digestion, your gut barrier integrity, Oh, I recommend seed their DSO one daily symbiotic is incredible. What is different about seeds? So seeds patented capsule and capsule design is so unique. It basically means that the fragile bacteria within the capsule can survive the journey. So from like shipping to your door, to when you put it in your body, all the way through your GI tract, um, all without synthetic or chemical coatings. Um, and this was developed in collaboration with Seed Scientific Board and based on their foundational work in probiotics and the microbiome. They're the best in the space. Um, so I just, I trust them and I've experienced incredible results. So trust your gut with Seeds DSO1 Daily Symbiotic. Go to seed.com slash almost and use the code 25 almost to get 25% off your first month. That's 25% off your first month of Seeds DSO1 Daily Symbiotic at seed.com slash almost. The code is 25 almost. The ego can create things or keep us from happiness by creating all the hoops that we have to jump through to get there. And what I love about pleasure is that the ego cannot be where we are in presence. 
So if we are present in our body and we are relaxed and we are experiencing all the five senses, the ego has nowhere to go. And it's so much harder for the ego to get caught up in the experience of pleasure than it is in the mind. Because we know that with the mind, it's like, I want to be happy. I want to be happy. And you're like, and we're usually not present in the body when we're thinking about happiness. But if we're using the body and the antenna and our sensitivity and our pleasure and our feminine and our womb space to determine how we are interacting with life and using pleasure as our guide, pleasure as our prayer, then the ego has nowhere to go and the ego has no say because within presence, the ego cannot lie. And when we think about pleasure as the guide for our desires and the guide for what we want from our life and the way that we want to be, and especially as feminine beings, we can think about pleasure as receiving. And for so many of us, if we were to go back to our thoughts around the masculine and the feminine, so many of you I know are over-functioning, over-producing in relationships where you are holding the whole container. You are the only one reaching out. You are the only one, you know, holding space. You are the only one being there for them, probably doing the most at work, just doing all of it. Putting a lot of energy externally, putting a lot of energy out into the world, doing a lot of things, going a lot of places, always having your schedule busy, always kind of on to the next thing, the next course, the next program, the next list, the next thing. And that is so much energy externally. What I really love about pleasure in the feminine is thinking about how we can be in receiver mode. How can we be in that mode of receivership? And when we bring in pleasure and the senses, if I am in pleasure with my senses, say I'm laying outside in a beautiful park in nature, I am receiving from the sun pleasure that is being interpreted through my body. I am receiving from the earth pleasure. I am receiving the beautiful sights of the trees, the sounds of the birds, the smell of the grass. All of these things I'm actually not having to do anything for. I actually had no action in receiving all of that beauty and all of that magic and all of that wonder. You know, there might be some action if we think about self-pleasure and like masturbation. Obviously, you got to do your thing, but you are fully receiving the power and creativity and magic of that orgasm. You are receiving not only connection to your body and that beautiful portal, but you are receiving so much pleasure that you can really work through your body. A practice that I like to do within a pleasure practice is really when you are orgasming or when orgasming happens is moving that energy through my entire chakra system. So from my womb space, from my sacral to the top and crown of my head, how can I circulate that really powerful creative energy that and not just keep it in that one space, but move it through my entire body and use it for my creation, using that pleasure as an unlocking of energy and frequency that can really, really change my life to lead me to more pleasure and freedom and joy. And when we think about, you know, self-pleasure and the act of sex and pleasure, 
what's really helped me, something I wanted to mention that we've talked a lot about on the podcast is getting off of birth control. And this is kind of a left turn a little bit, I recognize, but I had to say that my connection to my body, my connection to my womb, to sex, to the experience of like the primal nature of sex and to my desire in sex after getting off birth control is so much greater. And it's something to think about. And I know so many of you are in your exploration of getting off birth control, of breaking up with birth control, of discovering your own natural bodily cycles. And I think those that are on that journey can really know that this part and practice of pleasure and being in your body and femininity is so supported by being off birth control and has been so shut down by being on birth control. I had such little connection to my body, such little connection to sex when I was on birth control that had to also do with sexual trauma and sort of the way that I was living unconsciously too. But the veil lifted when I got off birth control and I was so much more able to tap into my feminine in a way that was so beautiful because when we're on birth control, we're essentially in the same type of hormonal cycle the entire time, the same aspect of it. So when we get off of it and we re-regulate our body to the natural cycles of the earth and the moon, we can feel the waves of desire and of pleasure and of feeling and of presence. It's so incredibly beautiful. And so there can be a numbness that we can have or an aversion to pleasure or an aversion to being in touch with our body when we're on things like birth control or when we're numbing in so many other ways. If we're numbing with food, with alcohol, with sex. And so how can we really be with this lingering beauty of pleasure and of our femininity and of receiving and of like the experience of being in this beautiful human body, not leaving the body, not ascending from the body, but being even deeper in the body, even deeper in this experience, because there's nothing more spiritual than being in the present moment, than being in this present experience here on earth. As painful as it may be for me sometimes as a true alien who has seen my cosmic origins many times and knows that there's an aspect of me that is very off planet, feels the pain of being on this dense earth, I know that it's my work. And I know that it's my deepest gift. You know, it's such a gift in so many different ways to feel and experience and, you know, translate and all of these things. It's just, it's really, really magical when we think about it. So on the podcast, we will talk about topics like manifestation. We will talk about topics like visualization, meditation, personal limits. And we all have our own personal limits. We all have these things that are related to our ability to create abundance in our life or capacity to make change in our health, in our body, whatever it is. And we have this inability at times to stop recreating the same outcomes. You know, it feels like we are just kind of living in this cycle. Maybe we don't believe in ourselves. Maybe we have low self-worth. But when we kind of step beyond those limitations, then we can really live this like limitless, really beautiful life. And a lot of the podcast conversations are exploring what's possible there, kind of being with what's possible there, being with creation in that ways. And within the feeling of pleasure, if we are there in the present moment and we use pleasure, even the circulation of pleasure, of orgasm through our body as the prayer for what we want to create in our life, if we use sex magic and orgasm as this co-creating manifestation tool, if we use the pleasure and enjoyment of our five senses, of being in the body, of being here on earth, 
as our prayer for what we want to create in our lives, our prayer for what we want more of, of those really feel good embodied experience where we are in receivership of joy and of love. And we have the lingering experience of being hung up on one of our senses that we've been so lucky to tap into as humans on earth. There's such magic that can happen. And I've seen such beautiful things happen in my own life when I've been able to really get into my body and get into my femininity and focus on the experience of cultivating more pleasure. And not just from the dopamine hit perspective, but from the experience of being more present, tuning into my empath gifts, being more feminine, and being more in touch with what really is, it's such a beautiful thing. Okay, this app has been with me through seasons of wanting to prevent pregnancy and also get pregnant. The app is Natural Cycles. It is a leading women's health company that they created the world's first FDA-cleared birth control app. So the app's algorithm uses hormone-driven changes in body temperature to let users know when they're fertile and not fertile. It is so easy, y'all. Every single morning I wake up, I have the uh, thermometer on my bedside table, and then I take my temperature, I input the temperature into the app, and boom, there you go. Um, It is 93% effective with typical use and 98% effective with perfect use. It's pretty incredible. Um, I know a lot of people are just thinking about their birth control. Uh, A lot of people are going off hormonal birth control. This is an incredible incredible, incredible option for you. I've been using it for a couple years now. Um, and again, it is so easy. So the algorithm uses the body temperature to determine where a user is at in their cycle. The more they measure, the more data it will have. Um, and if you have an aura ring, by the way, it syncs with your aura ring and it'll take your temperature automatically. Pretty cool. You can trust Natural Cycles for the past 10 years. They have been setting the precedent for non-hormonal and non-invasive birth control without sacrificing effectiveness. They were the first to introduce a birth control app, the first to receive FDA clearance as a birth control app, and the first birth control app to integrate with that wearable device, the Aura Ring. They're the best. I'm excited for you all. Listen, as our listener, you are going to get a discount plus a free thermometer gravy. Use code almost 30 at naturalcycles.com to get 15% off an annual subscription plus a free thermometer. That's naturalcycles.com. You're going to use the code almost 30 to get 15% off an annual membership and a free thermometer. And so my invitation for you in following to this is to find a way to get into your pleasure today. Whether that is through self-pleasure, you take a little afternoon, maybe you're taking a bath. I'm not going to limit your experience, but you know, there's a lot of options. Maybe it is enjoying a meal slowly with no distractions, smelling the smells, tasting the tastes, feeling the textures. Maybe it's going outside and allowing nature to nourish you, to give you pleasure, the pleasurable feeling of the sun on our skin. Maybe it's the pleasurable experience of your morning beverage, how it smells, how it tastes. That's why so many people love the morning ritual of coffee, not only because they're addicted to caffeine, but also because they have that ritualistic experience where they can tune into the five senses. 
where they can feel the warm mug, they can smell the taste, they can see the steam, they can look out the window, all of the things. So finding an opportunity to bring more pleasure into your life and using it as your prayer, using it as your prayer for like more presence and more abundance and more beauty and more feeling good and more feeling connected and more feeling into your feminine and receiving. Receiving is such a huge component and a huge aspect that's missing to so much of our work. How can we slow down enough, be present enough, experience enough to receive? And I've loved deep diving with you on this conversation related to pleasure and prayer and sensory experiences and empath work and a little bit about manifestation. It's just... I'm so lucky. I feel so lucky that I can just be in this space with you. So thank you for being a part of Almost 30. Thank you for subscribing. For everyone that subscribes, it means the world. We also have morning microdose. So if you love Almost 30, we have a short daily dose of Almost 30. It's between five and 10 minutes. There are no ads. We get right into the juice. It's like the best of the best from Almost 30. It's just like a quick hit of inspiration, of insight, of laughter. It's so good. So morning microdose is our second podcast. We also have our TikTok, Almost 30 Podcast, our Instagram, Almost 30 Podcast, almost30.com for more information about our courses and programs and memberships. I have my Life Edit program. I have my Modern Tarot deck. I have my Retreat in Ibiza. All of the things, blah, blah, blah. You can find me and you can connect with me more at It's Krista on Instagram and all socials. And then It's Krista.com. It's I-T-S-K-R-I-S-T-A. Thank you so much for tuning into Almost 30. Thank you for this pleasurable exploration with me. We got sexy. We didn't. It was everything. I love you so much. I will see you on the next episode of Almost 30. Thank you for being you.